Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up this No, 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 no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jabberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nelson Mania. Alongside for the ride is JC. JC, we have uh, kind of gotten through TLC. Let's get ready to rumble. Is next up, but yes, we did get through TLC, not TOC. That's an old uh, work reference, but TLC pay-per-view, which was on Sunday. We're going to get to Raw. We're going to get to SmackDown. We're going to get to all that other shit, but Nelson Mania, we kicked off TLC with a WWE championship match between Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. I loved it for the portion that I, you know, the first part of it anyway. I thought that it was really super physical. I mean, obviously you saw the gash on uh, AJ Styles' face. Uh, this, you know, uh, when uh, we've never really talked about this too much, but AJ Styles is more of a finesse guy, but he can get down and dirty with it too. So he can hit hard and the Mac likes to get hit hard. So it... It was really well done to a certain extent. Uh, the one thing that really bothered me about this matchup, obviously we'll get to the other part, I'm sure. Um, but the real part for me was almost just standing there. Like if it's a TLC match, yeah, that was a little rough. We obviously for me. got involved later, but I just, this match to me, like I enjoyed the McIntyre style. So I'm like, okay, and we're probably, I, I guess we might see this possibly again. Who knows? But we'll get to Raw later. But I just, I don't know. There's something like looking back, I was, I was mostly just disappointed because obviously with what happened isn't ideal, but it just like the way they did it, it just wasn't as enjoyable as I hoped it would be. You know what I mean? But obviously, you know, because the Miz came out, Morrison cashed in the briefcase for him, and eventually McIntyre does get the win. I did like Omis getting involved there with like the Jomo stuff and Jomo breaking the chair on Omis's back. Like Morrison's doing a great job just putting everyone else over right now. He doesn't care about himself. He's just freaking flopping and looking like an idiot for everyone so that stuff is fun but i just like they obviously did the miz dirty i thought they did styles a little dirty like it's obviously all about true but it makes when i watch a match like this it just got me thinking like man instead of having randy orton in like his fourth try just randomly win the title for a month why not have the miz cash in and have him be the one if you want to break up the mcintyre title reign because if not it's like why do we break it up just to give randy orton a check mark it just to me it just it kind of it left a really sour taste in my mouth with all this. I don't think you're alone on that, JC. I think the problem with it is is that they probably see Orton as a viable candidate for taking the belt off of Mac versus and I know you're gonna say, you know, that's what the money in the bank's for, but I don't I really don't think that Which they're is. Yeah, it is. No, you're not wrong. I just that's the way they probably see it. They're like, eh, the Miz doesn't really belong, which I think they really they they value the Miz in certain aspects of it, but they really don't value the Miz in other ways. They just kind of just have to do their own thing and I don't know, like, the way the whole thing went down, I was watching, by the way, with our boys in the knocker thread, uh, so I watched live with the Joe Stopper, Ray Ray, and our boy Danny from overseas, and that was a pleasure 
to actually get to know him too. So like, and it was funny because Ray was like super sunshiny and like giving me crap all day. Like, shocker. Here's Nestle giving us the shit again. Just enjoy it. Then there's, you know, Joe who's poking me and Danny who's just like, I can, like, I didn't see him every single second of, of what we were doing, but I can imagine he's just eating popcorn, watching us all be idiots. But it was, uh, it's quite a special experience. I was, I was kind of bummed that you or TJ or Danny couldn't be a part of it, but uh, it is what it is. But to back to my original point is that the Miz is just on a different level. He's not he's not a championship material in their eyes, I think. However, to the Joe Stopper chagrin, he did say he's like, well, Morrison did cash it in, so maybe there's a we'll get to that there's later a retraction. Yeah. There's a retraction. Yep. So the Joe Stopper and I'm sure your boy, uh, you know, JC are on the same page. So. Let's move on to something else. Uh, Carmella versus Sasha Banks, which I'm sure you have plenty to say about this. I do. Uh, once again, I mean, I wrote this in my notes for SmackDown, but this entrance for Carmella is super hot fire. It has all the gaga. It's up there with the new Omega entrance. It's so much fun. The sommelier is now known as Reginald. He has a name. Um, he was obviously very involved in this match. He actually caught Carmella on the outside and assisted her uh, to do some damage to Sasha. I actually thought this match was very enjoyable. Um, I enjoyed it all the way throughout. It had enough gaga, but also, like, there was a lot more submissions than I ever expected to see from Carmella because that's not really anything she's really had in her arsenal, so something clearly she's added. But uh, Reginald obviously saved her once again, pulling her out of the bank statement. But I loved, my favorite part of the match was the Sasha knees to Reginald on the outside. I'm like, mm, I love it. Um, Carmella tried to take advantage, could not. Sasha does eventually get it with that. So I was watching this, and everybody knows how I feel about it. I'm glad I didn't watch with Guthrie. Let's just put it that way. Uh, but I will say this much. Uh, you're, you're sitting down, right? Uh-huh. I actually enjoyed it. It was good. It was bad. It, was, it wasn't It was bad. It wasn't... The thing was is I, I, I give her a lot of crap, but the problem is... I, and this is like this is the hardest part for me to, to be honest about. She tried an awful, awful lot harder than I expected her to. The problem with her is I've told you time and time again... And I don't know if it's a, the dance background or whatever the half speed is. We were talking about speed when we were watching that as a group. When Sasha's facing Asuka, obviously, it's a different speed because both of them go boom, 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 boom. Yeah, they're so I think, third level. So I think for me, what it came down to is I had to have three people talk me off a ledge and tell me that, like, no, like, look, like, there's a gear shift here. And I was like, and this is, this is the part where I think that I have to say thank you to those three because, honestly, I think – and this is the part that I miss about being in a pandemic is just – I'm sorry, about being in a real life instead of a pandemic is being with your friends to be like, no, numb nuts. This is actually a decent match, and here's why. Because otherwise, you watch it by yourself, and you get, like, me, an old curmudgeon, and it's Christmas time. Well, this so this is why humbug, I try you know? to tell you. Like, you, you watch every match like it's AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Like, you have to change it because not everyone's on that level, so – Obviously, it's like, yes, yeah, you have Sasha in this match, but she can't go at her full speed wrestling someone like Carmella, just like like um, AJ Styles couldn't go at his full speed when he's wrestling like a Braun Strowman. Right. It's just, it's, you have to change the bar for types of things because Carmella, even though she isn't a five-star wrestler, she's five-star in other things, and sure. that's why she's here. So you got to, it's about the balance and changing your expectations because not every match is just going to be a five-star wrestling classic. That's not WWE, and you know that. So I just think you're a little harder on some people than you need to be. I think I think I'm hard on everybody because that's well, just yes, who I am. But you get there's a few people that you really seem to pick. Oh, on there are some things like, in my crawl. Like yeah. I get, I get. This was this was good. I was honestly watching it. And I was watching it because I'm like, what can I see that WrestleMania will be critical of? And I was really having a hard time because I yeah. felt like I was legit. I was like, Carmella's looking better than she's ever looked. So 
like you know he can't be mad at improvement no no and, and i think that's part of it is like I, as much crap as i give like it wasn't an athletic contest the way that i thought it would be like i, I you know it wasn't an a plus effort but it was definitely above average so i have to be honest with myself i have to be honest with the with the performance because you know and it might have been because it's Christmas season. Maybe I'm feeling a little soft. I don't know. But no, it was yeah. just good. It, it was, was good. I this was one of my favorite parts of the card, honestly, because it was interesting. It felt fresh. So something else that was very interesting as we go down the line was uh, Billy Kay trying to be Oscar's opponent in that backstage segment. It was uh, slightly on the line of offensive, but not offensive enough. She's like, I speak fluent Japanese, and then like she says something in Japanese, and she's like, exactly. I thought that was good. Like, I was, was laughing. That was good. No, I know. It's just like. Billy Kay can do no wrong. She did a great job with that segment. She's eating up scenery, and that's what she does. Uh, and, of course, we get to the next part, which uh, we're not going to spend too much time on Billy Kay. So let's move on to something that I'm sure you want to talk about very much. Uh, the Hurt Business finally getting their due diligence, their just due. And your boy Sheltie got gold or silver, depending on how you look at it with those nickel Shelton Benjamin is once again a tag team champion. And I love the way this played out because then once again, we'll we talk about it on Monday too. Cedric continuing to like go above and beyond and kind of pissed off his fellow compadre. He tags himself in when Shelton was ready to steal it. And it's one of those things like Shelton's kind of giving him a stink eye, but eventually he's like, okay, well, we won. We won. We'll celebrate. But I love the moment of all three of them holding the gold and then Bobby Lashley coming down clapping. I'm like, this is what I've been waiting for with the Hurt Business with the gold everywhere on them. So it's just like, this is, it's time, like, the Herpes is already at the top of the tier for me, but, like, now that they got the gold, they're super legitimized. This match was good, as we thought it would be. Them in the New Day, we're probably going to see it again, which, you know what? I don't care. It's good wrestling, and they don't really have anyone else to fight. No, they have no, there's no divisions. That's, <laughs> well, that was, that was the thing that we were talking about. Ray, specifically, I'll get into what we talked about uh, in the next match, but we were talking about tag teams in general and just how the displeasure of, like, a fan. Like you, it's, it's, it hurting like no pun intended. They are hurting for real teams in every division, like every division, both shows, NXT. Smackdown's a little beefier and it should get even beefier, but like raw, raw is a wasteland mm -hmm. besides these two teams. Wasteland. And to nobody's uh, surprise, Charlotte becomes the Oscar tag partner and they basically dismantle, uh, Shania Payne who have been on a roll as of late. And I don't know how you feel about this, JC, but I was kind of like, okay, well, let's get this over with. By the way, Ray Ray was beyond pissed. Oh, yeah. You oh, talk about Mr. Mr. Positivity. He ain't positive with this. It's one of those things. So, obviously, yes, I'm frustrated because this should have been Lana's moment. But they're clearly like, I also think that Charlotte Oscar is once again going to be a good feud. And this is how you start to build that. Do I love them as tag champs? Of course not. But it's one of those things where. I understand it because we're leading into that like big fight season. So you're finally like, what have we been frustrated with? Oscar not having an opponent. Like now she does, and maybe she, these two are still involved. Like these four women are probably the top four in the Raw women's division. Oh right? yeah, by far. Without anyway. without Becky, yeah. without Becky. So it's just like it's at least they're involved. Lana, like she's obviously put on the side, but there's still hope. It's not over. Like she'll she's gonna come back at some point. They might drop the ball and whatever. Then we can complain. But until then, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maintain hope. I'm like Ray Ray. I'm going to remain positive and say that there's still hope for Lana when she comes back. It just wasn't happening now. Maybe they're saving it. That's my hope. You know, we'll, we'll hold on to that. But so I gotta, in I, terms of this, it was whatever. I got to interject it. here because obviously it was like a foreign gone conclusion when she showed up. We're like, well, she doesn't lose. So that's fine. 
And then it was funny because Ray usually is such a positive person, but I started giggling when he was like, oh, the shoveler's doing this, the shoveler's doing that. And I was like, if JC was here right now, he'd say, look at her elevating everybody in the ring. And so yes. the funny thing. She's elevating Asuka. She's making you care about Asuka. The funny, so, so, so the caveat to that, we were talking in discussion, and I'm curious how you feel about this. Ray was stating basically that he goes, I hate this in many different reasons, but the reason most important to me is that Asuka doesn't have anybody to fight. Now she's part of a tag team, so it's her, her championship doesn't even matter. And then you go to SmackDown where there's not a lot of depth on SmackDown for the women. And then like the NXT and like the tag teams, it's just like if consolidation was a thing, it would be right now. Like, let's do it. Like, oh, yeah. you know, and so and it was just it was very glaring to somebody like him. And so we were discussing all the different things you could do. But I don't see Fox or USA doing that. I really don't. And I don't necessarily see anything changing. I mean, I I feel like I complain about this once a month. At this point, it's not going to happen. The this is this is a way for them to get Charlotte on both shows, um, having her be the tag champion. And the the thing is, is yes, like Nia and Shayna, they still they still still could get cracks at Oscar. Maybe it's Oscar beats those two before eventually her and Charlotte. Maybe that's the WrestleMania match. Who knows? But it's just it's at least they're all involved together. And at least like the one positive is Oscar's being used again because we what have we talked about the last two months? She's been an afterthought. Now at least, like, yes, they're using the tag team titles to involve her, but at least I'm looking at it. It's like, okay, Charlotte Asuka is a legit match. Nia Asuka, as much as it's not, wouldn't be my favorite. Like, that's a legit matchup. And Shayna Asuka is a legit matchup. So at least they're all around the title. But, yes, obviously it's frustrating because you're looking at SmackDown. I was like, well, Sasha's probably just going to have to fight Carmella again because who else is she going to fight? Bianca and Bailey have more work to do. So it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah, I think that the SmackDown side is going to be difficult too, just because I, we know Bel Air is probably the long term plan, but they got to really, they did a good job slowing her down. I, well, that's why for me, I'm looking and I'm thinking, Lacey and Peyton would be great on SmackDown right now, and they need him. Like, they both, they would, this, if you want to push Peyton, push her, like, right now, kind of like you're doing with Carmella. Like, have her have a match with Char- uh, Sasha so we can see what she got and remind us why she's good. And then, I mean, Lacey and Sasha, I think, would just be a good feud. We've seen it before, but I don't think it'd be bad. No. But it's just looking at it, it's just like, okay, well, the Riot Squad, like, they're a tag team. They're probably going to job out on Friday night. And then it's just like, well, who else do we got? Bailey and Bianca, they're fighting each other. So, right. Natty, you're going to get Natty again? Natty and uh, Billy Kay, I guess. I don't know. Hey, it's Billy a... Kay versus Sasha. Book it up the Rumble. Why not? Oh, man, I would, I would love that. I would love that. So we're going to move on to the uh, the big dog taking on uh, KO, which was essentially a glorified handicap match in this in this whole yeah. thing. And again, it wasn't a this wasn't a I hate Roman Reigns go away heat kind of stuff. I was just like so disappointed by it because I was just like I get that Jay Uso's there, but I, when I was watching it, I got fatigued with the Jay Uso stuff. I just I've seen it; it's the same thing over and over again. I did like the finish. I thought the finish with the choke on the top of the ladder was different. It was definitely mm-hmm. very physical. They're both very good at selling. They did a great job, but I won't forget. I won't remember this match at all. Like it just it did. There's nothing that stood out to me in terms of like this is a long. Like you're never gonna put this on the knockers. You're never gonna remember this matchup. You're gonna remember if anything. You're gonna remember the fact that he was choked out on top of the ladder and that Jey Uso was like literally ninety percent of this matchup. Fatigue's definitely the word, and I mean I, we've been talking about this for weeks now. Just like. And once again, like this is just with the same thing. You're right with like Uso the whole time. And that's not to say like this was a fun, violent match. Like there was a lot of stuff I really enjoyed in it. I thought KO and Roman had some good stuff. But it's like I was talking to some other people, some listeners of the show uh, about it yesterday, and they just like 
they were really frustrated because they want Roman Reigns. Like, even though he's a heel, they still want him to be dominant. And they felt like in this match, it kind of made him look like a bitch. Then it made, like, KO look like even more of a bitch. So, it definitely, it was one of those things where, like, I enjoyed a lot of parts of it. But at the same time, it was, once again, very frustrating. Both men's world title matches were very frustrating for me on this show. As you would say, Fugazi. Yeah. Or Kevin Walsh, for that reason. Then we get yep. to, which I, I called right out of the gate when I was watching, by the way. So I should get a, by the way, I have to give a shout out to TJ because he was telling me that I had to give him a shout out, that he won predictions or Ray Ray won predictions. Only because I'm, of your bonus point bullshit rule that you tried to enact before. Because if not, me and Ray Ray would have tied with him. I said give it to him because he was giving me shit. So I did it. That's my fault. So, you know, you can, you can, yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> you know, you can't have it both ways, hey, right? WrestleMania, who picked Orton to win this match? This guy. Yeah, you did. You did. No, you did. Congratulations. You picked something that I hadn't. Well, here's the thing. We were we picked Tuesdays. We didn't even get that matchup until Wednesday or Thursday. So technically, yeah, but what I, but what we I were at a handicap. My reasoning was, no, you I were told right. You my reasoning was that because this is the first of a many. And like I like that hopefully the fiend goes away for a little bit now. Maybe Orange in the Rumble and that's when he pops up. But it's just like obviously the Inferno thing when I like. Once they added that, I felt really good about it because we didn't know about that, I believe, when we recorded that. came on, no. like, Wednesday. And that was... I saw Guthrie say this, and I did kind of agree. The minute I heard this was an Inferno match, I'm like, this match is going last. But it's just frustrating because it's like, why did we have to not get that till midweek? Like, this is clearly the fire trend of him bringing the house down. Has literally been part of this feud since the beginning. So why was this not thought out to, like, advertise it before, like, Wednesday or Thursday? So, especially because it's your main event, but it's just, like, it just... That part is frustrating, but hey, you know what? We got the end result. It seemed like a panic move. You know what I mean? It, made it me... seemed like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Which, you know. <laughs> we we don't know that, but we, it, it you know, it's a glaring conversational it's piece raw. for sure. Well, if USA is not happy, that might be doing. part of it, too. Knockdown's good. Raw is not. Simple. Raw is three hours, so there's a lot of warts on that puppy. But anyway, uh, so I'm curious how you feel about everything, because for me, like, this was, this was the glaring aspect, and I wish you were with us when we were watching this, because it was, it was Danny who, you know, is in the UK with his son, who loves Randy Orton. Special shout out to Leo, by the way. They He loves Randy Orton, which, you know, who doesn't? The GOAT. Uh, the goat. And, and, you know, and The Fiend. So this was special for those two. And then there's Ray Ray and, you know, the Joe Stopper and myself. And the Joe Stopper and Danny were just kind of like enjoying the moment. And then there's Ray and Nestle, right? So we're sitting there and, we're, and it's just like, it's two sides of the coin. Like, we're sitting there and I'm like, so you're telling me they couldn't surround the ring. And Ray's like, you got to stop right now. I'm like, I, when I saw that, I'm like, Nestle's going to hate that. Oh my God. I, I hated it because I thought to myself, here's what they did. We Because the expectation for an Inferno match is it's around the ring, right? So yeah, you changed I it. I thought the same thing. I was surprised, but I wasn't disappointed. So, and again, and I said to them, I said, what danger are they really in? They put their pyro boxes everywhere, right? And they had the flames and whatever. And here's the other thing too, is that like nobody was in the crowd. So they could have done whatever they wanted. Like they could have done whatever they did. It just didn't work out. It didn't work out at all. And so it wasn't a great. It wasn't. A, it was. A, it wasn't a great match in general. And then like the element of like danger was like whatever. And like okay, R- Randy Orton wore the stuff, so it made you think like oh maybe he'll kick caught on fire. That was fine. But the thing that made me kind of like it was just cringe in general. It was like so they had him go and get lit on fire, which was fine. The RKO, flaming RKO, was amazing. Like, I thought that was incredible. If they stopped right there, I would have put a sock in my mouth, I'm done. But then when they did the extra matches, when they threw it on the mannequin, and the mannequin didn't move, and it was just like, you could tell like it was already like a mannequin. That I don't care, I like that. Why do you like I that? It. Why? Because it was just like, it's the visual, it's the thing of like, okay, 
the fiend is being literally burned alive. Like, I, obviously, he's not going to do it to really him. It's going to be a no, man. I know that. No issue with that. It's like, do you watch movies? You do realize they have stunt doubles and shit, too. It's the same thing. So it's just like that, that portion of it doesn't bother me. I just, they clearly were looking at, when I was looking at this feud, it's like, okay, what, how do we evolve from what we've already had? Because Orton and, and Fiend has been good. But how do we evolve it even more? Because it's obviously a feud that's being reduxed. It's like, how do we evolve it more? Well, Randy Orton burning him literally to hell. And then obviously we saw on Monday what played out. It's like, the Fiend is probably going to be changing in some form again. Or maybe Orton made him more powerful with this. And that's what I was looking for in this match. Because I knew it was the beginning. So how do we build to the next portion? The mega fight. The Hoss fight. Whenever it is. And I thought it did the job. And obviously with the visual at the end, it gets what they want. It gets people on the internet going, oh, you get non-wrestling fans thinking it's distasteful because they're fucking morons. They don't watch it. But they got to have an opinion about it. It's like me seeing like a Barbie and being, having an opinion about a Barbie, even though I don't play with Barbies. It's like, fuck off. Go away. You play with Barbies. Yeah. Uh, when, maybe when I was like 10 with my sister. Listen, you're 10, sensitive, five. dude. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with playing with Barbies. My son's going to play with a Barbie. Okay. There's I did when I was a little kid yeah. with my sister. That's why you're I sensitive. I don't own Barbies. I'm sure you've got something locked away. We could go. You, you can take a little. Uh, let's see. You're uh, you're in your old family. You home. think I own Barbies? Maybe. Are you high? I have Star Wars figures in the attic. Those aren't Barbies. Well, there's no Mandalorian figures in there. Well, yeah, because that's new. I haven't got figures and stuff. No, like, but you were gonna blow two hundred dollars on a well, Baby Yoda. So, I mean, I bought a ton of Baby Yoda merch, merch for my family. It's a Christmas gift, bro. Rated that Disney store. Did you did you buy the tree topper? By the way. No, there was no. Did you see Billy made one himself? No, he made one. It was he had like one of those hugging ones, and he like taped it to the star and put it on the top of his tree. It's pretty dope. Shout out Billy. It's Billy who uh, had a birthday last week. You you've been slipping he on the birthdays, by the way. But it is what it is. I mean, well, we'll bring it back someday because I know it upsets you. But someday. So the I'm here's the thing for me. Like I just wish that they had done something different than the mannequin. I think that they could have like they already did the flaming RKO, right? They had to do something to put him away for good or whatever. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so they, they lit him on fire. And you're just mad because you know it's a mannequin. Next time you watch a movie, be mad when you see a stunt and be like, oh, that's not real. This movie sucks. I would have been fine with it had they shot it differently. But they were like literally up. The camera was up against the mannequin almost. It was so close. At least now you're give me criticizing the Ray's compadre. Well, Ray no said the same. Well, with you. Ray, was, Ray was said the same thing you did. He was just like, you you ruin everything. You don't like anything. You're awful. It's true. No, that's not true you at all. everything. That's not true. Listen, if both of us came on this podcast and was saying how many how many amazing things were happening, you know, no, and nobody would tune in. No, no, nobody would listen. Here's the thing. No, people listen because they want to know honest opinions, and you just fucking hate everything. I don't hate everything. I really don't. I think it. I thought, it, like I said, the flaming RKO, one of the best images I've seen in wrestling in general. Thought it was great. But they lit so a mannequin on fire. Alive to end the show. Two great visuals. You're telling me that because it was it, it was taped, they couldn't have found a better way to do this. Like they couldn't have opened up the ring and set it, it on fine. fire. I thought it looked fine. You couldn't you couldn't tell me that they were gonna just rip the the whole ring apart because there was no inferno there. They could have dumped the fiend in a hole and lit that entire that entire no, ring they on don't fire. Get the visual of him actually burning. He could have disappeared in the hole. What if they want to see what, it? What if we got to see it? What? Let me ask you this. What if he was set on fire again and had to go in the hole and then a giant explosion? happened in the ring they could have done that i thought this worked because it looked like a murder and again no police just saying well hey he I physically mean, like, killed Roman somebody killed in wrestling. Well, there's been tons of murders. it's wrestling bro i'm just saying wrestling, suspension of disbelief it's it is it is it is you know hey, fake braun gets suspended for knocking over adam pierce but <laughs> yeah, exactly randy, randy orton's, orton's fine murder yeah exactly 
You know what's funny? Like, it would be funny to have somebody like, you know, I can't do it, but I'm sure maybe Dom can help me out with just like the list of people who have already committed a felonies, uh, felonies on WWE programming. It's ridiculous. It, it, Randy Orton's got to be up there, like uh, on all these I mean, like fake. Yeah, things. he's attacked people in hospital beds. And, oh yeah, yeah gone to people's house, broke breaking and entering. Yeah, assaults alone, he's probably up by like fifty. He's he's yeah. clearly should be in jail forever. But it's that's fine. why he's the goat. He is the goat. Whatever. And lighting somebody on fire, eh? Not a big deal. I'm up on yeah, Monday. It's low on the list. Speaking of which, we should probably get to the shine. I'm sorry we don't have the soundboard because again we're both on location, but we should start in the shine. Do you want to start it off? Yeah, why not? Uh, let's start. You know what? You know where I'm going to go, Nestlemania? I'm going to go to SmackDown. Because here's the other thing I really like about SmackDown. On a go-home show, it's not all go-home bullshit. They actually have storylines that culminate on SmackDown or continue on SmackDown. And guess what I enjoyed this week, Nestlemania? What's my favorite feud right now? The Sammy Awards. The Sammy Awards. These were hilarious. I love the setup backstage. Obviously, you know, Sammy giving himself all the awards. Then he gets the Superstar of the Year. And Biggie had switched it out, and he comes out. It was just like... Perfect. I love this. They're actually fighting on Friday. We'll talk about that in the finish. I am enjoying the heck out of this. Both these guys, they're perfect, perfect mix for a feud because Sammy's that type of like goofy heel and like Biggie's that goofy baby face, but we know they both are very good in the ring. They're good at everything they do. So I'm just like, I'm just grabbing my popcorn and enjoying this feud, man. I listen, if there's a Sammy Awards every year, I'd be okay with it. I really would. I think there's so much funniness that can be done here. I think he's really good at his job. The fact that they had Kayla saying that she, you know, she leaked the video or it was Biggie that gave it to her. Like, I love that little instance of stuff because they made fun of Tom Cruise, all that stuff. Like, I, I really appreciate, like, the inside baseball aspect of it. It was funny. Biggie turned it completely off backstage on Sunday when he got, you know, in the face of, of Sammy and they were like, okay, I'll see you. So they're going to, you know, you're going to get your match on Friday. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, will it be a Biggie night? We'll find out later on the predictions, but... I mean, Sammy's been doing so well. Like, I, I have been entertained more by him than probably at least 90% of the roster. It's like Sammy Zayn, oh, Billy Kay, and I mean, it's a lot of people on SmackDown. They're SmackDown's more, a better show. SmackDown's better a better show. show. Here's, here's Heads or Tails. SmackDown, better than better than NXT? We'll uh, talk about that in the Knocker Awards. Here, There's a T-Sport right there, oh. because Best Brand is one of the categories. So. And TJ called me a coward because I forgot to fill that one in, so he's right. <laughs> to be honest, I spaced and I was like, I gotta I can come tell back you to one that. thing. Spoiler alert: I did not vote for Raw. Well, I don't think anybody did, but so we'll find out. SmackDown, AW, or NXT, we'll receive an offer <laughs> award from you, boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, some we should have just kept Raw off the nominations and just put like Impact there. Yeah, I know. Right? Well, Impact's <laughs> hey, Impact's got a facelift, so you know what? They're probably better than Raw in a lot of aspects. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I, I haven't even watched Impact in a while. I can tell you it's better than Raw. I can tell you that w what I've read from uh, Dami and then what I've seen from what Dom has showed me, I mean, I would I would rather watch Impact some nights than I would Raw. It's really just 100%. terrible. It's terrible. It's awful. Something I want to bring up very quickly because it's a nugget. It's 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 a, it's a it's a just a tiny thought that I wanted to get your thoughts on. So the Street Profits take on Ziglorious. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a cheating chicanery, if you will, where the, uh, yes. you know, I, I love the reverse cheating, cheating pin. I thought that was great because I, I haven't seen it. that. And that was great. I thought Montez did a great job and then rolled out, but then they uh, start to try to attack Charles Robinson. And he says something along the lines of like, I will suspend you. Hands are off. They went out of their way to put the mic up on that one too. So I'm curious your thoughts on that JC, because when I thought about it, I'm like, Ooh, there's a nugget here that we're like, are we trying to get more legitimacy back on the referee are we trying to get something where it's just like it maybe it's nothing but maybe there's a small storyline that's coming 
There definitely is. And this is, once again, why SmackDown is better. Is because, you look, they have a tag team title match, which I enjoyed. I thought it was good. I love this shit at the end. But, like, the little added thing with Charles Robinson is just, like, it piques your interest. And it's like, okay, they're, they're leaving us a little, like, trail right here. And they might not answer the question next week. But it's something where SmackDown, like, whenever they leave a trail like this, it does pay off. So they have a plan. And I like it because it's just, what do I ask for when we have these things? Especially a lot of the times, like, when you're in a feud with someone for a while, you get a lot of the same matches. So how do you spice it up with little pieces like this? And this is the kind of stuff we're looking for. So, yeah, I have no idea where it's going. But I'm intrigued. And as long as we keep Adam Pierce off my television, because we know suspensions aren't far along, but uh, Adam Pierce is up there with his pink slips. I don't know. It is what Leave it is. poor Adam alone. Listen, there's only one Adam for this program, and you're looking uh, at him. That, there it is. I just figured out why you don't like him. Not only is he bald, his name is also Adam. There it is. That's, there it is. That's it. That's there it. it. I'm, a, I'm, an Adam, I'm an Adam shamer on top of it. You are, because you want to be the only one. I am you're Highlander. Selfish. I am, I am not super selfish. I am not sel- <laughs> I'm not selfish at all. You can ask my family. I am I am a I am a selfless man. Well, none of them are named Adam, so That's true. Although I did think about naming my my boy Adam, but then my wife Adam looked Jr.? at me. My wife looked at me and was like, "Come on. Really?" Nope. No. No. She's she's the uh, sensible one. Anyway. Next set of twins you can name him Adam. <laughs> if I have twins, you're going to have to talk me off a ledge again. I'm I'm busy enough. If I have another set of twins, I'm done. Whew. Yeah, I would uh, that'd be tough. Yeah, I mean, come on. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, is there anything else in uh, SmackDown that you want to talk about specifically? Yeah, um, I like Bailey picking up the W by cheating. It's one of those things I like to dispute. It's like, I think they have some legs here with because I think Bailey's someone who can really help Bianca like improve, especially on the main roster because she hasn't been heavily featured. I'm like, Bailey's the perfect person. Is but it's one of those things. It's like Bianca just can't come out and win this match. Like, it would be nice to have Bailey find a way in the team. They found a way to do it because obviously, like the in ring work is gonna take a while for bianca we've seen it even in nxt like she looks great at, at moments but in some of the longer matches or when she's asked to do different type of stuff it's a struggle so she's still developing that's why i love this pairing with bailey but i, I think like there's enough here character wise and everything else that i'm enjoying it and i'm interested so i'm excited to see what they do next i thought about this a lot because you're saying something i wanted to say but the way i'd say it but you would have said it meaner <laughs> Yeah, you said it. You said it delicately. Like when someone asks you for a critique, you're like, "Well, here's the nice stuff." You get him. You hit him with a yeah. nice sandwich. You're like, "She's really mm-hmm. talented. She needs a lot of work, but she's also really good." You know, like you gave her. You gave her the compliment sandwich, which is a veteran maneuver. <laughs> Me, I'd come in like a blunt object and be like, eh, <laughs> "You know, she's great and all, but uh, she she can't put everything together. Like she's terrible. You know, but like she's not." Uh, that, that but but this was the kind of matchup where I was like, "Finally, Bailey gets a W. It makes perfect sense." We got to slow this down a little bit. Clearly, Bianca's doing great work, but there's so much she can add. There's so much she yes. can do down the road. Like everybody's like, "Oh, we got to do this. We got to do this." She's so young. Like you can, you can find a way to slow it down and make sense. And they did a great job with this. I'm excited for what she can do down the line. Especially, I think she could be as an effective as she could be a heel as she is a babyface. Probably even more as a heel because the uh uh-uh uh and the clapping. Is more mm-hmm. heelish to me than it is. Well, that's how she started, right? And they I only turned her baby face because not only did they her pair her with, with her, yeah. she just she got so over because her character is just. We all love her character. We love her entrance. We love all the pizzazz. Yeah. It's just and like some of the stuff she does in the ring, like the strength is insane. It's just some of the other stuff. The right. basic stuff isn't as polished as it needs to be. And I think it's hard too because she should probably go back and, and I'm sure she's 
excuse me, she's learning a lot at, on the fly. She should probably get some more training, and that's probably where she's going. But the problem I have is 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 meshing the style of strength and speed, and she's like, I'm the strongest, I'm the fastest, yada yada, which is great. It's a great gimmick, and it works. But you have to take time to figure out what works. And she's still working through that moveset. And you watch mm -hmm. it, and it's just like, yes, I want the gorilla press because that's impressive. But I don't care about how many flips that she does, like forward flips. Like, that's really impressive. But that's not the most impressive thing she does. I would, I, like, her strength alone is, is, is impressive. Like, that alone is fine. I think she's more impressive than Charlotte Flair. Like, I think she could be better than Charlotte Flair. She's going to need a lot of work, but she needs to find and get rid of some stuff. Like if they told me a long time ago, like I couldn't throw a drop kick the right way. They're like, don't do a drop kick. Do this instead. You know, like see, never... that's the kind of, that's what I like to hear. Cause I feel, especially nowadays is we see everyone trying to do a lot of the same stuff. And it's clear that there are some people who like aren't as good at it. So it's just like, don't do it. Yeah. Stay in your lane. And yeah. like, that's why like you, there are certain guys that I really like, like the Miz. He stays in his lane. Sure. Occasionally, every now and then, he'll do something. He'll make a fool out of himself. But it works. He's a shit-eating heel. Right. But it's one of those things. It's like, I know what my limits are. I don't need to try to do a suicide dive when I look like an idiot doing right. it because it adds nothing. Yeah. And you don't want to see some podunk piece of shit like me flying through the air and going like, well, that was a terrible drop kick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't. You just don't. But the one thing I will say is I would – so then it would be one of those things. Okay, I can't do that. So what what can I do to replace that move in yes. my moveset? That's what you have to do. And and somebody has to pull her aside and be like, listen, those those front flip things that you do are great, but it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't add to anything. It's like it's a pause versus like the strength stuff. Like I want to see her just like heave people across the room. Like she could do that. I I, I think she's great. Somebody has to say like to her. Like she did with, uh, I think it was when she first made her debut. Like last year when NXT invaded. Yeah. She literally backstage picked up Carmella just threw her. Yeah, like that room. stuff. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what you do. But you have to have somebody sit there and be like, let's go through what you do well. Let's go through what you don't do well. And let's, like like Paul Heyman always says, you hide the negatives, you accentuate the positives. That's all you have to do. And nobody needs to know you don't do something well if you don't do it. You know what I mean? So... That's how I feel about her. And, and so Bailey is the perfect person right now to be like, no, that doesn't work. Let's do this. So I'm excited. I It's a, what is it? A C feud at this point? Maybe a B it's feud? It's the B feud. It's the B woman's feud on SmackDown. Right. So yeah. here's hoping that it works, honestly. But I, I, we've got a long way to go with her. So I can't yeah. hate it. I, I really can't hate it. I just think that we're so far away from talking about her as a main event player right now. Oh, yes. No, and I do enjoy kind of watching people grow before our eyes because I think it pays. Like, that's part of the reason why I think a lot of us love NXT is because we're seeing these people that do become future stars literally develop in our eyes. So we're seeing them at their worst and then make mistakes. So then we see them get better. It makes you like them even more. What else you got this week? Uh, I'm not going to go anywhere else specifically on SmackDown. I'm going to go to Raw. Yeah, no, you go to Raw. Okay, go, go to Raw. Very quickly, not something that I thought was a really good, just a really quick might be the, the episode name because it made me laugh so hard. But I it was uh, Charlotte butchering Shayna Baszler's name and calling her Shayna Bla Blazer. Shayna Blazer. Oh, my yeah. God. I love that. I, I giggled like a little kid. Like, I thought that was hysterical. You know, I'm sitting there like you're just doing like the shoulder giggles. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like whatever. The commentary. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, in the heat. But I actually I actually enjoyed, more importantly, the Miz's apology. I thought that right yes. there showed the range of why the Miz is the Miz. 
Like, yes, we can say he's a, he's a D-list actor and he does all these, you know, direct-to-DVD or direct-to-Amazon movies and whatever, but you still have to have chops. You still have to be able to talk about stuff. And he had, if it, if it wasn't a sincere apology, at least it, he made it feel like a sincere apology, not only to himself, but to AJ Styles. And I was like, okay, I was reminded that that aspect, JC, his acting ability, his promo ability is why he's still relevant. He, he could have the worst match in the world. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. Because he will remind me, hey, I make everything I say mean something. And I was just, I was, he's probably top five right now in promos. Right now. Yeah. No, he, absolutely. He, he's top five. And, and it was, in AJ Styles, he was dragging AJ Styles along. Yeah, well, that, AJ needs that sometimes. And I'm going to have more on the Miz and my hope. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed this as well. I also appreciated that Amos actually got to speak a little, which was like... Well, and then, it was, that was the cool... That was actually the part that I really liked about it, is that he's actually one the one that actually introduced the briefcase angle that Morrison's the one who cashed it in. I like that they actually used that later. Like, that was a nice little thing. I'm like, oh, this is good. They actually, like, this was kind of thought out. And I like when it's like, when I see something thought out on Raw, it's just like, oh my God. Yeah, it was like, oh my God, they actually did something correctly. Which, by yeah. the way, I just I had a nugget I'll talk about later, but it was it was very interesting. The other thing, too, which I, again, I can't say that this was something that I expected, but I loved, and I don't have the detective music to talk about it, but Ooh, let's go! I was super excited because Randy Orton's promo, again, mm. he, he delivered against somebody, somebody that has great acting chops, right? Does a great job. And then we got to enough of the, like, the pew, pew, and you're like, oh, wait, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? This is great. And then Alexa Bliss in the swing set. That mm-hmm. blew my mind. Blew my mind. I was like, he built it before he died. And I'm like, this is great. And then, she, then it's like, the, the whole point of him wrapping around saying like, he, you can smell flesh when it burns. He died right here. He's in, and then she said he's in the ground now where he belongs. Said he's, maybe he's having his favorite uh, meal right now, barbecue. Like, I love yeah. all the little, the little things you got. Like, this is just like, Bliss is continuing to just like, like, excel in these types of things and i love this little thing of like bliss's playground because i'm like oh this is a fun gimmick they can bring back especially if the theme's going to be gone for a little bit it allows alexa to kind of shine on her own like away from the theme but like still being part of him and it's just like um, that's why it's like when i talked about it on like sunday being like kind of like wetting your appetite for what's to come i'm like this continued to like solidify for me it's like okay they this is good. This is probably one thing on Raw they've really thought out, like long term, especially because you know that Bray's involved in it. You know Randy's going to be involved in it himself. You know, they, like everyone's going to want to have a piece of this, and so there's going to be a lot of ideas flowing. And it's just like the creativity you can tell it, and it just I'm enjoying the ride because I just don't know what to expect, and I think that's exciting. Even if they let me down a little, I still think it's worth it because every week it's like okay, they introduce something new to this feud. So here's my worry: is that we're going to get maggots on the ring again? Oh God! They honestly, they need to call back to that in like a jokey way. Yeah. But obviously, not seriously. But that needs to be referenced because it is a big part of their history. And if they use it in a way that'll make us like chuckle, I think everyone will like that. I think it's a way to re- relieve yourself of just the anger of just like yes, really... to kind of break up like the tension that yeah. they create in this feud. There's also still some goofy because Bray and Alexa are goofy characters. Right. And it's a nice mix with Randy because he's as serious as you get. Oh yeah, he's he's only got one gear. You know and that's I mean? why like, it's perfect. Yeah, it and, works so and well. Bray is like 40 gears. So that's it, it is yeah. perfect. 
But the other thing, very quickly, as I get into my detective mode, right? So if you look closely on Twitter, Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt said thank you and then had a circle, a red circle, meaning that everything comes back. And there was actually a cocoon picture. And another, it looked like a larvae or cocoon. Yes, he did, which means he's going to be reborn. How we, we get reborn here, folks, I will tell you this is what's going to happen. We are going to get The Fiend, but I believe that we are even going to see a newer version of The Fiend. Different, maybe shorter hair, maybe some burnt scars. He's going to wear everything. I even think there is a portion of the original Bray Wyatt that's going to be incorporated into The Fiend now because everything comes back to the beginning. And a second tweet that if you go into and you look, it was a picture of Randy Orton posing while he burnt down the house, right? Mm -hmm. With a big circle around it. And it stated, JC, what we know is that an angel with burnt wings is waving you home. Why does that sound familiar, you ask? Very good question, audience. Because it was part of the original eight Firefly Funhouse promos. It was part of it. Remember how we were trying to decode everything and there were you know promos mm-hmm. you did four or five years ago? I went back and saw the promo. It's on the Jobber Knocker from WWE's YouTube. It's like 50 seconds or less. And you just watch it. And it gives you a plethora of information, JC. In the 30 seconds that he's singing this song, he says that exact phrase, the angel with burnt wings is waving you home. And he said before that, JC, I usually talk about this before I put down all of my pets. Now, what pet could he be talking about? Maybe a viper. Just saying. Just saying. Maybe he's going to put down the pet for good. So I am sitting there salivating, loving this. I am going through all sorts of things coming through. I haven't even talked to Dom about this because Dom and I are going to have to have some conspiracy tinfoil hat spot, you know, talk. But God, I am so excited for this stuff. And I think they're going to wait till at least the Royal Rumble, maybe even afterwards. And they're going to let Alexa just swing away for a little bit. The finale of this, I feel like, has to be at WrestleMania so they can redeem themselves. And I think because we're going to get a match, too, where the Fiend comes out on top and then we'll obviously get the rubber because that's how they do it. But yeah, I think you're right. I think, honestly, like, the move is to get Randy Orton involved in the Royal Rumble and have the Fiend make his return there. And then maybe at one of those middle pay-per-views, you have, like, a match where the Fiend gets the shit back. And then you pay it off at Mania. And like, But it's like, I, I have enough faith in them that over that many months that that is, like, the three or four months, whatever it is, that they can keep this interesting with the breaks they have in between. So I have a lot of faith in them in this. Don't let me down. <laughs> I, would be, I would not be surprised if he introduces another puppet where it's a snake. Because I think that that's where they're headed. I really do. Serpy the Serpent? Yeah, exactly. Or like Vic the Viper. You know what I mean? Like they'll do something like that. It'll it'll be super evident at some point. Yeah. Or Randy the Reptile. You know what I mean? Like they'll do <laughs> they'll do something stupid like that just because it's funny. Or Randall. I you like know, it. they'll call him something stupid. Anything else you got on the uh, the Super Heat? Or sorry, Super Super Shine? No, the only last thing I have is, you know what? I mean, the VIP lounge with the Hurt Business, baby. Just watching those men draped in gold. I love it. They're celebrating. Um, the, the one, again, once again with Cedric, he talks first. And Lashley kind of goes like, hey, that's that's my thing. I'm the CEO. I'm supposed to. But he kind of, you know, he let it go. Because it's just like Shelton. Let it go because they're winning. But it's one of those things like, this is what I'm enjoying about this. is because at some point, Cedric's cockiness is going to cost them. And then how do Bobby, MVP, and Shelton react? Because right now they're winning. It's all cool. It's like, you know, it's 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 like a team. You have a you have a cocky wide receiver who's being a dick. It's like, well, we're winning. It's cool. But the minute you start losing, everyone starts to be like, "Fuck you, dude." So it's I like this because it's it's laying the groundwork for like 
Because the Hurt Business is great. I want them together forever. That's obviously not going to happen. It's one of those things. How do you keep things from getting stale? You have to lay little things like this on the way. So eventually when something does happen with Cedric, it's going to be building for and we'll be ready for it and we'll be excited because they've been laying the groundwork. So I enjoy this. Obviously, we had the, the five-second pole reference. I love too. Oh, and yeah, they're taking yeah. the picture. Yeah. The R-Truth thing, it made me laugh with him going. Of course, then the people could run out and it's just like, well, now you lost me. Yeah. But whatever. And then, of course, uh, Bronuts comes out with your boy. <laughs> and they have a match later, Lashley MVP win, whatever. But it, for me, it's like it's not heat. But the beginning of it was shine, and then it just got into whatever. Let's get it off my TV. Let's go right into the heat, folks. I got him off Let's my TV. It. But Jeff Hardy died with the Kaboom of the Week this week onto the stairs because it's not a Jeff Hardy match unless he's apparently going to attempt it's death true. every single time now. We get it, Jeff. You like to, you know, be a daredevil. But seriously, let's calm down. You don't have a Lloyds of London anymore. You can't just be sitting here putting a life insurance policy on yourself. Calm down. You have a family, man. You have a family. God, God damn it. He's got a family. It's true. But it's just, I can't understand how we go about this, JC. Like, it's just, he literally kabooms every week, it seems. Like, it's, if he's not getting electrocuted, he hits himself, you know, over the head with something. I don't know. It's just a wacky, unless he's going to be hit so many times, he ends up on the same equivalent as bro. I don't know. Like... <laughs> And honestly, that promo bothered the hell out of me when they were giving him this, like, verbiage that clearly didn't fit Riddle at all. And you could tell him, like, yeah. he was just trying so hard and he stumbled. MVP, you know, said it like, you don't know what you're talking about, so we don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> which was a great save. But Which is weird because it's like, as, as cringe as it was, when MVP says something like that, you start to go like, yeah, it is, it is Riddle. He never makes sense. Right. So it's like, you kind of, like, forgive it. Even though it's bad, it's like, that, that's him. So it's like... Whatever. Well, that's how you it save still it. Somehow that, works in a yeah, roundabout way. It, it, that's how you save it. Like you could. Yeah. There's two trains of thought there. He could have called him out on Ben, like you're an idiot, or he could have said what he said and he did it the right professional way because he made him better just by saying that one line. You know what I mean? Like MVP is on another level than anyone else right now in terms of elevating. Like even Charlotte can't elevate the way he's elevating right now because MVP, like that man, is like. It's a guy, for a guy that I didn't like growing up, he's like, I just, I like literally respect him more than anyone right now because it's just like, this is how you use these types of guys. Like, it just, it blows my mind how well they've done it because it's WWE. I'm waiting for it to ruin it. It took them a little bit to get there, but it's just like, knocking out of the park. Something they didn't knock out of the park, JC, was having Charlotte on commentary. That really bothered yeah. me. I mean, she talked She talks too slow lot. to be on yeah. commentary. Yeah. She didn't keep up. That's the other thing, too, is like they 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 were trying. If you noticed, they were trying to get to certain things. They just couldn't. They had to, like, abandon what they were talking about on commentary to talk to Charlotte and then go back to it. And they never could get back to their original point. And it just showed that having more than two or three people is ridiculous because. Well, it was, it's like you have a three-man commentary team with a tag team on commentary. During a tag match. That's just too much. Yeah, it was way too much. And Charlotte kept coming off as like an out-of-touch human being. Who She's only like, what, 29, 30, 30, whatever. She's out-of-touch. And Asuka's the cool one. She's like, yeah, like sexy muscle well, friends or whatever. Like that made, me, that, made, that made me no, I, that made me laugh as hard as it could. Because like Charlotte was like, yeah, I don't know who this person is. Like, come on. Like it just made it seem like I know that's part of the character. But it just made me go, <sighs> Really? Like, just really, you know? But it is There was it only is. one good thing about this segment, and that was that Mandy was in it. Because she's <laughs> always in the shine. But the rest of this was complete dog shit and cringe. So. It was sloppy. I got it was awful. Let's move on. Like, <laughs> that's just how I look at it. I mean, the other thing, too, that really kind of made me, just the whole night in general, make me cringe, 
was the fact that everything was holiday themed with promos. Everything. Like the Nightmare Before TLC and then the street fight that we clearly didn't need to worry about because it was a six-man tag. Just like everything holiday themed. It's cringeworthy, not in a good way. And we had like just everything didn't make sense. Everything was just unnecessarily shoehorned in because it's the holidays. And you abandon people who are not celebrating Christmas. You know what I mean? It's just like, it just didn't sit well with me at all. And it just didn't add anything. It was just there for, for no no reason. It was just there. Yeah. it, ha- it This happens every year. But I, I will say like the six, as much as a six man tags, like I don't care about it. I did watch it because we have to. Um, it wasn't that it wasn't entertaining. And they did have a little thing at the end. Obviously, they were setting it up all night with like Lee and Keith Lee and Sheamus making good. Drew's, Drew's vouching for him. That obviously backfired because they got a little tizzy in the main event. So I don't obviously don't need to talk about the matches. Who cares? But where do you think this is heading? Because obviously, like Miz wants his briefcase. AJ still has a gripe, but you also have Keith Lee and Sheamus still involved in this. Like, where are we going in the next few weeks, and especially the Royal Rumble? Because yes, it's good. There's a lot of people involved, but what do you think they're gonna do? I have this awful feeling in my stomach. I don't know why I said awful, but it it is an awful feeling. Maybe it's because I'm eating a breakfast sandwich, but I don't know. It's because. Sheamus may win the Royal Rumble. Hmm. And I didn't see, see. I think I think it's more likely that, that Keith Lee wins it and Sheamus either fights for the title at the Rumble or at one of the pay per views in between. Because I was almost thinking that maybe like we get the Styles Redux at the Rumble, and then like maybe Keith Lee wins the Rumble if it's not Biggie like I hope for. But like the Sheamus Drew thing finally explodes maybe at the Rumble and they fight at one of like Fastlane or whatever the frick. Sure. I, I don't know what are the ones in between. I don't know. Hey just, back, I don't know. I, there's a lot of people there, which is good, but it's just like, I I have no idea where they're going, which I guess yeah. isn't bad either. But. No, no, they have a lot of contenders. They have a lot of like at least five or six, but I have this weird feeling that Sheamus is going to win. I don't know why, because Mac is either going to be the champion at WrestleMania or he's running. He's chasing for it, which could very well be the case. But if he's going to keep the championship, I feel like the Sheamus is the long play here. Because that's something that they're building on. And it's like, you want to talk about history. You want to talk about packages. You want to talk about showing the longevity of their friendship. Is he winning the title or is he winning the Rumble? I, I, I'm just saying. I, know, I feel like it would make more sense to have Sheamus win the title and have Mac win the Rumble. No, they already did you know that. What I mean? There's no reason to give him the Rumble again. So I, I think I know, having Sheamus win. win the Rumble. I don't know yeah, yeah, so anything. you have Sheamus win the Rumble. You have that, that whole thing of like, ah, oh, we're boys, but now we got to fight. Like, there's a reason to fight. Instead of like. Hey brother, we're gonna fight. Give me a shot at the championship. It's like he's already got he's got this obligatory championship match at WrestleMania. He has to defend it against him. So it's more of a like, well, are we gonna be buddies? And you you know you know Vince McMahon's gonna love that like we're buddies, buddies, buddies angle, and then pull the rug out from underneath you two weeks before WrestleMania, and then they're gonna beat the hell out of each other because there's all this stuff. And then they're gonna lead up to showing them when they were kids and them being security guards on SmackDown before they got signed and all this random crap they're gonna show from being in the UK, and then it's like the Warriors explode, you know, like that's how they're going to build it. Like, and that's, I believe that Sheamus is going to win the Royal Rumble. I don't want it. I just, I see it being the WWE way of being like, there's too much story here for us not to do that. And that's how that, yeah. and I don't, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, because there seems like a way, fast lane way to me. <laughs> Maybe. Fast lane main event. Fast that's on WrestleMania, that's like the first match. Like that's not a main event. You you say that now, but we like I said, I'm a, I'm a closet Sheamus guy, so who knows, right? I like, know. I look. At, I love Sheamus, but it's just one of those things. It's like that's not. I don't think that's a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. That's a WWE Championship match at Fastlane. Hey, I didn't. Hey, listen, I didn't think Mark Henry was going to be a World Heavyweight Champion, and then he was one of the best. So I mean, they yeah, could but he wasn't. Do it wasn't at WrestleMania though. That's no, but I'm thing. just saying, like the WrestleMania title matches are usually very hand picked. 
I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, actually. Maybe you, you are wrong, but it's all okay. Good. Well, you know, whatever. Let's move on. Anything else in the uh, the, the old uh, Hayton column? Um, Nestlemania. There, there, there are two acts on Raw I really don't like. Oh yeah, and they put them in the same segment this week. We got the Lucha House Party, and we got Jackson Riker Woo! and Elias. Oh my! I literally like. No, I refuse to watch this. I just no, nope. I would like to. I would like to amend that by saying there were a plethora of jobber alerts this week. There was. That was one of them. Oh my god, that was one of them. So I'm gonna go back to SmackDown very quickly. Otis beat Nakamura. That hurts my heart. That made me laugh. That hurt honestly. me in ways that whatever. Billy Kay loses to Tamina. Sorry, Billy Kay and Tamina lose to the Riot Squad in under three minutes or less, which, you know, when you see that team, you think, yeah, that's fine, whatever. But it's still, I miss the Iconics. I want more for Billy Kay. And then we talk about other things like, uh, you know, my favorite, of course, the job alert, T-Bar picking up the victory <laughs> on our boy, Rick it's, I told you. Here we go. Uh, here he's we gonna go. lose to everyone. So when he dumb. loses, when oh. he loses to reckoning, you think he's gonna lose to reckoning? I mean, that'd be an intergender match. Like, why not? They're not gonna happen. But it's just like it's just this is such dog shit. It's so disappointing. There's so many things that are disappointing, but the the retribution angle is like, is Ricochet really gonna have to join them? Come on, like, is that yeah. really gonna be a retribution? Big Retribution is nominated for Knocker as well uh, for, I believe, the Get Him Off My TV Award of uh, 2020. So we'll see how they do next week because there's a, there's a lot of things to get off our TV in 2020. But Retribution is definitely one of them. If, 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 if wrestling factions were equal to a year of 2020, it would be Retribution. Yeah, there you would, go. That's exactly <laughs> how you, just, you describe it. It's just, I couldn't have said that better. You, just, you think about 2020 and the dumpster fire this year has been retribution as much as i'd like to dig it up from the grave jc and say we can there still do this we like, can still do it just, we can still like do they it. give you it's, they give you a little taste and then they just like shower you in shit it's, it's like, like well, it's like somebody comes by every week and just pulls their pants down and takes a big dump on your heart like that's exactly yep. how it feels with retribution and yep. it's just you know what 2021 could still be the year of retribution i'm holding out hope I'm holding out hope. As a matter of fact, it's my hope, my long-term hope for the year. Well, let's go to the hope. You want to make that yeah, your hope? No, 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 Glorious. no, no. I, I have a hope, but I want you to go first. All right. So, yeah, we in the hope? You yeah, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Let's go. So, my hope's pretty simple. I want the Miz to get his briefcase back because it's just like that was such a disappointing way to end it. And, like, in that moment. But knowing, looking back, knowing that if this is a part of the storyline, he is going to get it back, then then okay, I'm more okay with that match and the way everything played out because there was a lot of good in there. It just, to me, it just, it was very, it was disappointing. And do I, I don't know. Maybe this is the thing where the Miz just keeps doing this. Maybe he shows up with Maurice one week and she cashes in and he uses that. Maybe this is like a new gimmick is maybe he continues to cash it in and lose, but finds a loophole to get it back. So that's kind of my hope because like, that's how you keep the Miz involved and interesting because the Miz is the man. And like Morrison's the perfect sidekick for him right now because he's go out there just like, they're fun as a part of it. It's good to have them as the little pain in the ass, like the Thorn and McIntyre and his buddy's side, just kind of lurking. Because Miz and McIntyre one on one, like we know what's going to happen there. But you add Miz as like the extra guy who's just lurking in the shadows, it works. So I want that to continue because I think it's been a lot of fun and I, there's more work to do. So that's my hope. Give the Miz his briefcase back. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hope comes true. Well, let's hope you're right, JC, because I'm just. I was so we were so angry when watching that video. So disappointed, disappointed. Something else that I'm gonna I'm gonna use your hope as a as a caveat to my Ooh. hope. I think it's a it's a get on the caboose train, the JC caboose. 
that sounded <laughs> weird, but whatever, you get it. Um, so here's my thought, right? You keep talking about the Miz cashing in or getting his briefcase back and all that stuff. Like, I, I completely understand that. Let's let, let's live in that world for a second. I think this is a, this is a weird hope, but this is what I'm thinking. Based on the, the events that I saw, based on all the players involved, AJ Styles, Mac, uh, Amos, and uh, even I'll throw in Morrison here. Here's what I would love to see. If, this would be my idea if I was on the booking committee. I'd say, guys, here's what we're going to do. Miz needs to get his championship. Yes, he does. He needs to get it with the Money in the Bank contract. Let's give it back to him. Let's do that. So AJ Styles beats the Mac at Royal Rumble, right? So the Mac now has to figure out another way to get to WrestleMania. I know I just talked about how great Sheamus and the Mac is going to be, whatever. Let's forget about that. <laughs> Let's already abandon that because that was a terrible idea. So- <laughs> <laughs> so let's <laughs> all right. That's amazing. All right. So, yeah, yeah. So here's here's what we're gonna do. Uh so AJ Styles wins, going to WrestleMania, does his whole thing. He's he's got whatever. Here's here's the caveat. At some point, the Miz is going to cash in and beat AJ Styles for that championship. But it's not in the way that you think. What ends up happening Ooh. is Jomo keeps trying to cash in for him or trying to get involved. He gets sick of him. They get they eliminate J- Jomo somehow out of the equation. So it's Miz on his own with the briefcase trying to figure out when he's supposed to cash in. And what we don't know, unbeknownst to us as fans, AJ Styles will lose in a cash-in attempt by the Miz with the help of Almost. He will then change to be the Miz's bodyguard to help the Miz keep the championship to WrestleMania because he's got that Buko Bucks. He's got that USA money because I think having a heater like that for the Miz is exponentially better for the Miz's longevity as champion versus having an AJ Styles because I think that would be awesome going forward. And that is my hope. Hashtag Nestle's hopes come true. Hashtag Nestle talks about that at both ends. I don't know. It's all over the place, folks. I like that. I like that a lot. If we combine our two hopes together, it's like, you know, we're like uh, Captain Planet, you know? I think we need a couple more people like Earth, Wind, Fire, all that stuff. But, you know. I can be all those. You can you can just be one. I'll be the fire. I'm I'm wind because I blow. I You know, I just, <laughs> just, blow in different directions. just go in different directions. <laughs> uh, well, don't call it a comeback. She's been here for years and she's back. My comeback goes to Charlotte Flair. As negative as we've been about some of the stuff uh, around it, it's still good to have her back because she is one of the best, if not the best, woman out there. Her and Sasha can duke it out. Uh, Becky Bailey, you know, lurking there as well. There's a ton. A ton of talented. It's always good to add another around this time of year. Um, I am excited to see where she goes with this Oscar thing. So, uh, yeah, Charlotte gets my comeback. My comeback this week goes to one Garza. I love Angel Garza. I'm glad he's on my television. I thought he was hilarious with uh, Sarah. Uh, and then he wins against our boy in a jobber alert for Drew, uh, Drew Gulak, which, you know, was like literally Gulak. was like, I think almost like a minute and a half. It was really quick. Um, but again, this is how you introduce a C or D line kind of storyline. You know, I'm hoping that that rose becomes something for somebody. I mean, if it's Lana, who cares if it's you know, maybe Charlotte, like I talked about, get CN back into maybe this thing. Maybe they switch the Lana and Charlotte storyline. Like, oh, boy. So so Lana's going to be the one with the rose. Because I like that little thing you had with him going after Charlotte because it's Andrade thing. Yeah. But, you know, I think they might have just, you know, flipped it. <laughs> they just you switched Lana and Charlotte. They listen to this program. They're like, that kid's got a <laughs> nugget of an idea. But what we're going to do is we're going to take that nugget and we're going to switch it because we got to put some WWE stink on it. So it is what it is, folks. It is <laughs> what it is. 
I think it's time to get into the big old finish. One, two, three, what a maneuver. Uh, we've got something to talk about, I guess. A steel cage match, particularly. Yeah, uh, SmackDown has loaded their show for uh, Christmas night. Uh, there's three title matches. Uh, as you mentioned, a steel cage match <clears throat> between Reigns and KO. I mean, I get why they're doing it, to keep Uso out. But as we know, you can just walk out the fucking door so he can walk in. He also can climb. So it's just like, I don't know. Expectations will be low for this. It'll probably be a schmoz. But if they were smart, they'd give Roman a definitive victory and move on. But I have a feeling KO Reigns 3 will be at the Rumble. So this is just a nothing. Well, let's hope that it's, uh, you know, a great steel cage match. And maybe you'll come here and eat crow. I don't know. Yeah, I've seen like two in my life. One was the one with... Uh, I believe it was the Rhodes Brothers versus whatever the one that Cody jumped off the top. That was one I liked, and there was a woman's one that I liked recently. <laughs> the one where he jumped off the top. Yeah, he, it was cool. It was actually a really good match. And then there was a woman's one next to recently that was good. It might have been uh, Baszler Shirai. I can't remember. But yeah, fuck that match. Uh, we're going to go see title WrestleMania. Does Big E get the Christmas miracle? It's not really a miracle. The Christmas gift of beating Sami Zayn. I think he does. I don't think he does. I think we're, we're headed for Royal Rumble season. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna win the Royal Rumble, maybe, uh, because clearly I've got forty-five pot. Uh, what are they? Forty-five pokers in the pot there, man. Like everybody's gonna win the Royal Rumble, so I can say I'm. Uh, I'm like Bobby Heenan. I. That's my guy. No, that's my guy. No, that's my Intercontinental girl. Intercontinental champion Big E will win the Royal Rumble. I like that. Maybe. Man. Who knows? Uh, last up, Charlotte and Oscar defending their titles. They didn't give us an opponent. They said in action, so we know the foregone conclusion. It should be the Riot Squad, and hopefully they give them some time. Because I want to see Liv and Ruby at in a, a legit tag team match against, like, not Shania Payne. So this is a good opportunity where they could have a really nice women's tag team match. So give us that. Let's hope. Let's. But it'll probably hope. be a squash. That'll be Speaking upsetting. of squashes, JobberKnocker.com. That's the website. You can find the links to all our Jobber articles because we are the JobberKnocker. But we got you covered like crazy. Nestlemania, what comes on Tuesday? I believe that's Impact. What comes on Wednesday? I believe AEW and NXT. And what comes on Thursday? Uh, NXT UK. You mostly said it right. UK! <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We got the super hot fire all over the website. That should be your homepage at jobberknocker.com. You should also, uh, you should probably just download this podcast on everywhere it's available. iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, like, subscribe, Dom, and five stars, five flames, download, not Dom, download. Uh, so, yeah, five stars, five flames. We appreciate it. goes a long way. Holiday spirit. Uh, yeah, sure. Do that stuff. Uh, Twitter at JobberKnocker, at SMNE, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at Billy 2411 at Joe Pollock 47, at TJ of the JK, at DummyFed33, at Danny Fab with one N, Facebook JobberKnocker, Instagram JobberKnocker, because we are everywhere you want to be this holiday season. On social media. Yeah. I, I kind of blanked because I added something <laughs> and I'm kind of like a robot. So I'm just kind of like, I'm going to pause until it comes to He <laughs> didn't put it in the teleprompter, folks. He can't read yeah. it. It's fine. It's fine. I can't read. <sighs> Neither can I. Hooked That's on true. phonics working for me. I mean, I don't really know. You know? Anyway, uh, oh, we hope Lord. you enjoy this holiday season. We have a special that'll be coming out very soon. Everybody's favorite, the Golden Knockers, the coveted Golden Knockers. Uh, also, the the staff have their own predict uh, their own awards they're giving out. Excuse me on JobberKnocker.com, so look out for that. Uh, but if we do not talk to you before the holidays, we hope you have a very safe 
and special holiday with your family and loved ones. Stay safe, and we'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. Happy holidays, bro!